Hello guys! Hello! Welcome to Call By Cast. I'm Candace. And I am Tyler. And we're finally getting to do this episode. Uh, feels like we're going into it super late, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Happened, <clears throat> I mean, it's it's not really late for us. We usually do the th- three weeks. Yeah. You know? It feels so late, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into it, though, let's talk about anime news. Anime news! What do you got? I don't okay. have anything. Yeah, you don't have anything. So, uh, I have the biggest thing. Uh, okay, if this is what I think it is. <laughs> you know what it is. It is uh, you know what it is. It is Token Rambu is getting yes. an English release. Token Rambu is getting an English release and after six And that's where we're ending this segment. No, six years. I waited six years. In Azkaban? Yes, I did my time. Let me be happy about this. No happiness. I have learned something very valuable. The Western Token Rambu fans have zero chill, and the only thing keeping them at bay was a literal language barrier, and that is gone now. (laughs) The shitposting has begun. And there you have it. And I am embracing it. So, yes, I'm very excited. You can pre-register for the game, and if you pre-register for it, then you get a huge fucking bonus because they're, I think they're trying to help you catch up with the people that have just been playing it in Japanese for the you're, last six you're years. You're six years behind, guys. Yeah. <laughs> catch the fuck up. Yeah, that's basically it. They're just like, here's everything you need to maybe get the one you want. <laughs> and with that... If, if that doesn't help, throw some money at they us. They also give you two horses. They give you a brown horse and a black horse. Aww. So I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, they, they start you with two horses and a shit ton of supplies. So mm-hmm. the only question is I don't know which sword I'm going to start with because they're all very good. I'm not going into this blind like people did six years ago. So it's it's hard. It's a much harder decision. Yeah. Yeah. So with that... Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Today's episode. You, you figured it was coming. It's all about the new anime season. Yeah, the new anime season. Uh, winter 2021. <clears throat> and I just gotta say... It's a season. Strap yourselves in, boys. <laughs> this is a season. Yeah, buckle up. Because... We already knew this was gonna be a big season because... Just the continuing anime was, like, a tremendous list. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of under, like, this impression at the beginning, like, I really hope that this anime season sucks so I can just enjoy the continuing shows. So I can just drop everything that's new and only watch the second seasons of whatever I was already watching. Yeah, exactly. And let me tell you... I'm disappointed in the best kind of way because (laughs) this is not a bad anime season at all. And there's a lot of new shows that I would actually recommend over the continuing shows. So, but before we get into new shows, I do just kind of want to go over the continuing anime so we can get that kind of out of the way since you guys mostly know the deal with those. Which ones we're watching, then we can make it kind of a quick segment. Yeah. So... Starting with the most recommended continuing anime that I have this season, and the most recommended anime I have this season. You do need to be caught up for this, because this is a hell of an anime to get caught up on, but it's absolutely worth it. If you do nothing else this season but watch this anime, I would not blame you. And that is Attack on Titan, 
holy shit. <laughs> this season is so good. We talked about this on the Cracked Brain podcast. Yeah, I've, I've, I have not heard anything bad about this new season, to be honest. Well, aside from, well, thirsty fanboys that aren't <laughs> that getting are, the way they want. Yeah. But that mad. aside, other than that, I fanboys haven't heard be mad. anything bad. So I will say the fanboys that are mad about what Mikasa looks like are the same people that are like, girls only watch Attack on Titan because of Levi. <laughs> so you know what? They're getting their freaking just desserts right now. Real men like the new Mikasa. All right? right. I'm just saying. And you're allowed to dislike things. That's perfectly fine. But she's hot. Okay? <laughs> like uh, I wouldn't mind being princess carried as she swings <laughs> from building to building. She okay. is buff. <laughs> She is pretty. I like the hair because it makes more sense than what Aaron's doing with his. All right. Like, Aaron looks like a freaking homeless man and everybody's like absolutely drooling over him. And Mikasa looks like a person who has just spent the last four years of her life as a literal soldier. And people are like, eh, I don't like it. <laughs> yes. It's terrible. The same yeah. people that were mad about The Last of Us 2. So. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the only other complaint I've heard about Attack on Titan was at the beginning of the season where everybody's like, oh, I mean, I don't like the OP. It's not Sasageo. And now, like, six weeks later, everybody's just like, la di da da la da di da <laughs> Everybody be jammed to that song now. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I personally like it. It's not like, it's not like a song you listen to, but it's like the OP is just freaking great. So, mm -hmm. and it's catchy as hell. And it suits the theme of the show really, really well. So. Yes. All right. So that's all I'm going to talk about with the Tag on Titan because, yeah, everyone is hot. All right? Everyone is hot. Uh, all I'm hearing is this is the show for thirsty people. It, everyone is hot. <laughs> <laughs> if you're thirsty, watch Attack on Titan. Watch Attack on Titan. So They're all adults now. <laughs> so it's less creepy. <laughs> it's less creepy. You can like more than just Levi. So, also, Armin got hit by the fucking puberty freight train. A sexy puberty freight train. <laughs> Armin's hot. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead to one that we're both watching. And probably the one that we were looking forward to the most this season and so far has been delivering really well. And that is that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I, I my only note on this, uh, or I have two notes. Uh, one, Betty Maru is best boy. Naturally, because I mean next to Ranga, but yeah, but you next can't, to Ranga, you, yeah. you can't count Ranga. He's Ranga too hasn't good. done a lot this season though. No, sadly. not yet. We have not had enough Ranga screen time. But uh, Betty Maru, literally, the season starts with uh, Rimuru telling him, "Make sure that you don't pick a fight." And then uh, he comes back and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I picked a fight." I lost, but it was fine. It's it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. We're still friends. We're still yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my... I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, I've I've been reading the light novels and read slime is actually very accurate. Yeah, like like there's just a few minor differences. Um, one that I kind of wish they would have animated was. Um, when they go back to the dwarven city, mm -hmm. you know, the, the one, the jailer, I guess, the warden, mm -hmm. who who put Rimuru in, in the jail cell. <clears throat> in the first time he was in the jail cell, you know, Rimuru convinced him that he was a magical girl that was transformed into a slime. <laughs> so, so when they come back to the city, he doesn't 
recognize Rimuru. And, you know, so Rimuru's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm that magical girl that was transformed <laughs> into a slime. I remember him reacting to Rimuru's human form in the anime, but yeah. they didn't mention that it was Maho Shoujo. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. And I feel like that could have been a really funny moment that they actually could have animated, but they didn't. Yeah. Not, not that it's game-changing or anything, but I just think it would have been funny. My only other note on that time I got reincarnated as a slime is the tiger, the tiger girl is great. She is. I like her a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, this season, not much to say on it. It's just as good as the last season, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I have on the list of things that we've watched together is Cells at Work, which... Learning is fun. Learning yeah. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much to say about Cells at Work. Because we're going to be talking a bit more about it later when we talk about the new Cells at Work. Mm -hmm. So we got kind of a like package deal with these two this season. So I don't have a lot to say about it. It, it Cells at Work. If you liked season if, one. If you liked season one, you're you're probably going to like season two. Yeah. I, I thought the pimple episode was really great. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're going to talk a bit more about that later in the episode. I'm just going down my list here. Oh, that's fine. Uh, the next one I have is Dr. Stone. Mm-hmm. Which now now we're getting into what is it the the Stone Wars the Stone Wars, uh, I really really like the fact that it just picks up where the last season left off. We didn't get too much of a recap. We got a little bit of a recap, but it wasn't like your typical shonen anime it, recap. It wasn't like a whole episode just dedicated to like in the last season. Yeah, and I really like that because of that we're still continuing to build on the things that we have from last season. I think my biggest fear about this season was that it was just going to be like, okay, the learning stuff is over. Now we're just getting straight into the action. But we're still keeping the learning stuff. Like it still feels very much like the first season. And we started that off with learning how to make cup of noodles and I called it, too. Like, I saw them making the ramen, and he's like, we're going to make space ramen. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be cup of noodles, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, the cat has the uh, I, I do have to say, I thought freeze-drying food would have been a little more involved than the way they explain it. Mm -hmm. Instead of just like, oh, you freeze it. And then you put it in a vacuum. You remove the moisture. And that's yeah. good. You, you evaporate the moisture. But I have to wonder uh, how that works with broth. Because the way they did it in the show, they made the broth and the noodles and everything. And they freeze-dried dry, uh, freeze it all together. But from my understanding, the reason why cup noodles doesn't do it like that is because most of the like broth would go with the moisture. Which is why they usually have a seasoning packet instead. Yeah. So that's really my only complaint about the cup of noodle thing. Like, I don't know if there is any brand of Japanese cup of noodles that makes it with the broth like that. So, yeah, that that would be my only complaint. Because all freeze-dried noodles come with a flavor packet for a reason. Yeah. So, or we'll have, like, seasoning drizzled in it, like the uh, Maruchan kind. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that's it. Like, such a minor... De like detail and i could be wrong maybe you can freeze dry it with the broth but who knows who knows <laughs> i just yeah i just don't know how possible that is so yeah dr stone so far really good a, a, another 
go check it out. Yeah. If, if you watched the first season, there you go. Uh, it's back. I think the humor this season's a bit better. And I also like that we have the best boy triad scheming together. Yeah. Which is really great. So, yeah, I, I really like it. Uh, the next one on my list I'm going to skip for now because I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> so the next one on my list is Jujutsu Kaisen, mm-hmm. which oh my god, I already like this season better than the first season. Uh, this is so much fun. I'm yeah. I'm enjoying Jujutsu Kaisen so much. Like I've mentioned before, that I don't think Jujutsu Kaisen is anime of 2020 because I feel like it hasn't reached its peak yet. And just based off of the buildup we're getting in the second season, I think we're going to hit its peak later this season. Yeah. Like, I know that the whole thing with Junpei was extremely emotional and a lot of people got attached to the show because of that. And even the thing with uh, Gojo revealing his uh, powers and his pretty blue eyes. All of that's great. All of that's badass. But I really, really, really do think that it just hasn't it, hit it, that moment it yet. It has more potential. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to get a lot better. And I'm also going to say the most controversial Jujutsu Kaisen opinion out there. And I guarantee you the entire internet disagrees with me. I like the new ED better than the first ED. I disagree with you. <laughs> Actually, I haven't paid any attention to the new ED. Yeah. So, so <laughs> the reason I say that isn't because I think like, I think in a vacuum, Lost in Paradise is better because it's just fun and it's really well animated and it's just great and it's a fun song. But I think in terms of the tone of the show and just everything about it, the new ED is just it's so amazing. The animation is so underappreciated. I like that the whole thing is being done through uh, Yuji's cell phone camera. It's literally just him recording his friends and just daily activities and stuff like that. And then halfway through the ED, his friends tell him, like, put the phone away and come join us. And it just, with everything that Yuji went through in the first season, I'm like, this is a far more appropriate ED for this show. And it was also really, really jarring watching the first season where it's like, Blood, gore, drama, and suspense. Lost in paradise. <laughs> like, this, this is a much I mean, better for, for some people, that's how it is. Be like that sometimes. I also like that it kept the vibe of the idea that these are kids. These are Gen Zers. Like, that's one of the things that made Lost in Paradise so good is it it felt like a product of this generation, and I think the second ED continues that. Just, just a bunch of kids out there making TikTok videos. Yeah. So yeah, the, the second one absolutely keeps that vibe. It feels like, you know, something you'd see on somebody's Instagram stories, or like everybody in this generation is so attached to their phone, because it's like you don't know when you're going to lose these moments, and you kind of want to keep it, and that's very much how UG feels, and... Yeah, like, I could talk about the I could spend a whole episode just talking about this ED, because I really <laughs> like it. Not. I feel like people are undermining it a lot, though. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of people say that how much they hate it and how it sucks, and I'm like, I think it's going to be just like the Attack on Titan OP. I think it's going to grow on people. So, and I think if I had to pit the two of them against each other, I would choose the second ED. Like a fungus. Like a fungus. It's going to grow on people. Like a fungus. <laughs> like, a fun, like a fun guy. Uh... <laughs> That was for you, Stefan, very specifically. <laughs> I did watch the video. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one on my list is Higarashi, which I dropped. I'm going to wait till it's finished yeah. before I actually... I might binge watch it, because it is definitely a binge watch anime, but I've dropped it for the time being, because I'm like, there's so much 
to watch right now and I am I've not been happy with this season of Higurashi so yeah yeah so maybe we'll pick it up again someday but we've said that before someday uh the next one on my list is ReZero Mm-hmm. And I forgot this anime existed. <laughs> <laughs> it's back, boys. I haven't watched it, so I'll let you talk about it a little bit. <laughs> you haven't been watching it? I haven't been watching it. I told you that today. Uh, well, as we all know, uh, what's her name? Patrash is best girl. That dragon is just amazing, okay? that's, that's I all love that, that dragon. That, that's all that needs to be said. She had the best confession scene ever. Rem can eat her heart out, all right? <laughs> Can we acknowledge that that entire scene where the dragon confessed to Subaru, though, was literally just a recreation of the Rem scene? <laughs> oh, it absolutely <laughs> was. There's no denying it. They're just like, Rem, but it's a dragon. <laughs> and I say that's an upgrade. All right. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I promise I'll watch ReZero this season. I just completely forgot about it. So I did make a note that it exists. Uh, I am enjoying it, obviously, because, well, it's got my waifu in it. Mm-hmm. But also, ReZero is just really good. Yeah. So I feel bad that I forgot it. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> there's there's a lot on your plate this there's season. There's a lot on my plate this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final one I have on continuing anime that I know we're both watching. There, I think there's a few that you're watching that I'm not. But uh, Yudu Camp, which I genuinely considered just not watching this one this season just because of my schedule. And I'm so glad that I decided to watch it anyway because mm. this is like the best just chill anime ever. Like it makes me so happy every single episode. Oh yeah, this this is just it's one of those feel good anime. Like <laughs> if you're just feeling down, you can just put on Yuru Camp and yeah. be like, "Okay, this this will at least make me feel a little bit better." It's my weekly therapy. Like it's it's like a bath bomb for some people. It's so wholesome and I find myself smiling at the end of every single episode. It's it's fucking it's Nadeshko, okay? Like yeah. they even say it in one of the episodes. They're just <laughs> like doesn't watching her eat things yeah. just make you want to taste it too? It's a mood. And it's like, yeah. And then and then you pinch those cheeks and yeah. well, I never thought I'd want to pinch an anime girl's cheeks before, <laughs> but I'll be damned. If... It's, she doesn't get head pat; she gets cheek pinches. Exactly. Yeah, I I love this season of uh, Camp. I do think this is a must watch this season because. It it really is my weekly cleanse. It's it's something I don't think I could survive the season without, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm glad that I decided. You know what? Like I'm gonna watch it. I'm I'm not gonna drop this one just because it's it's not as exciting as everything else. Because it's like it's it's an absolute essential. Yeah. So uh, see that I'm gonna let you talk about that's, ones. That's why I balance my etchy anime with my wholesome bullshit. Okay, <laughs> you gotta take them both in strides. So I think there's at least one continuing anime that you're watching that I'm not, so I'm going to let you talk about that. Uh, I am watching Quintessential Quintuplets. That's it. Yep. So. Uh, it's it's back. You, you get to learn about quintuplets. Well, fun fact. Fun fact. Quintuplets that's, are that's five. five of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh no it goes it's it seems like this season is gonna go a little bit more into 
uh, like their backstory mm-hmm. of like how the main character met all of the five girls, mm-hmm. you know, and and leading up into hopefully the climax eventually. But as far as I remember, the I think the manga was had a bullshit ending, mm-hmm. whereas same thing like last season where it was just really open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So okay, but. You know, it's it's your your harem anime. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so the last one. I know I said Yuri Camp was the last one, but this is one that was on my list, and I just I have I have words. I have um, words. So you know it's gonna be a good episode when I say I have words. <laughs> uh, Promise Neverland. Yes, Promise Neverland yes. is back. So for those of you who are only watching the anime, this will not apply to you. Because I think so far, they've done a really good job of building a lot of attention, uh, introducing us to the outside world, and more of like the survival tactics that they're going to have to go through. A lot of people are already just kind of like, okay, everything outside the walls is super sus. Everybody's suspicious of everything, and I think that's a good attitude to go into this season. Those of us who have read the manga... (laughs) Our initial reaction of last week's episode was, where the fuck is he? Where, where is the trash man? Why is the trash man missing? We, we had one person we wanted to meet this season and that was the trash man. I even remember the exact moment that I was disappointed because I was watching the episode and I'm like, oh my God, here he comes. Here he comes. Here, here he comes. comes. Here, here comes. comes the best character. And then he wasn't there. It was like they literally photoshopped him out of the shot. Like, all of his stuff was there, but he wasn't there. And I'm like, okay, they're changing the scene a little bit, but that's all right, as long as they introduce him. And then the way the episode ended, I'm like, are they actually not introducing him? Are they cutting the best character of this arc out of this fucking arc? And so I went to Twitter and I'm like, okay, please tell me I'm not crazy. And then I'm not just imagining things. And Twitter, specifically Japan Twitter, was livid by this episode. Because they're like, I think they're skipping Goldie Pond entirely. Based on how the episode ended. And the newest episode, which came out yesterday, will answer whether or not this is the case. But we're recording this before that episode comes out, and I am extremely stressed about it because they removed the trash man, and they might be taking out the best arc of the entire series, and supposedly there was a tweet from the mangaka who said that this is going to be a completely anime original show from this point on. Meaning it's not going to follow the manga at all. And I'm like, you can't, you can't remove Goldie Pond. Okay, you can't. You can continue it anime original after Goldie Pond. That's fine, but you can't deny us Goldie Pond. It was the best arc. It was the one thing we were all looking forward to after losing Isabel. Like, it's just, it's upsetting. If they, if we don't get Goldie Pond, I don't know if I'll be able to continue watching the show. Honestly. Because right. it's just, you, you, you anime always don't know what you're missing. <laughs> you guys don't no. know about the trash man. No, no we do not. He was the only character that made losing Isabella worth it. I'm the trash man. He absolutely is, though. He's he's such a piece of shit 
that at some point in the show, uh, Ray is like, hey, Emma, I think this guy is a piece of shit. Emma's like, yeah, I know, right? You know, like... <laughs> like, like you, you have to be a real piece of shit for Emma to be like, yeah. Yeah, this guy's they, a piece That of guy's shit. a piece of shit. Yeah, like, straight up best character of the franchise aside from the kids. And I'm just, I'm so upset. So I really hope that I'm wrong. And I really hope that the fandom is wrong. But yeah, I, I think it's going to lose a lot of viewership if we're not getting Goldie Pond. I know a lot of people are rioting already. Yeah. With that said, I want to clarify. Do not harass any of the staff or anybody involved in the decision making of this show. If you are not happy with the product, just stop watching it. They're just doing their job, guys. Yeah. Come on. I, even if you're extremely unhappy, even if you're mad, just stop watching it. Like, not supporting something is fine. Moving on from something is fine. Do not harass real people over this. And I want to make that very clear. Yeah. I'm upset. That's why I have a podcast where I can vent my frustrations. You're welcome to vent your frustration, frustrations. Just do not take it out on real people. End of rant. We can move on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Get an outlet. Uh, with that... Nothing but new shows at this point, and if uh, you thought... Yeah, I think so. We're already more than halfway through our normal runtime, so this is going to be a while because I have more new shows that I'm I... watching than continuing shows. I did say strap yourselves in, boys. Yeah, this is going to be longer than our Crunchyroll episode. It just might be. But yeah, I, I legit have more sh new shows than continuing shows. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the most popular and highly anticipated show. Is it, let me guess, is it that time I was reincarnated as a spider? Uh, we could talk about that one first. That wasn't the one I had in mind, but we could talk about that one first. Oh, okay. And it's called, So I'm a Spider, So What? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. So I'm a slime, so what? <laughs> so yes, this one draws a lot of parallels to that time I got reincarnated as a slime. And I've noticed that's going to be a big theme this episode, because a lot of shows a this season draw parallels. A lot of shows have parallels, parallels. other shows, yeah. yeah. So this one in particular, I think if you like that time I got reincarnated as a slime, you can kind of take or leave the show, honestly, because it is very, very similar, and you might feel like you're watching two of the same show. But then for other people, they're going to be like, it feels familiar, it's kind of like home, so I'm going to enjoy it. And I think it's just depends on what kind of mood you're in for me i think this is one of the few isekai that i'm really highly recommending i know that i have mixed takes on the cgi because i think the cgi spider looks really good i think the cgi monsters look kind of like crap <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about that 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 dragon that attacked the school children mm. it didn't just look like a massive tootsie roll turd no it didn't that was that was top tier quality animation so i did find out the studio behind the cgi of this show is the same studio they, that did, did they berserk did, okay okay they, berserk. yeah berserk 2017 so i thought you were gonna say they were the same studio that did the bear from uh golden Comic. no no it's it's the same studio that did all of the cgi for berserk 2017 and you can kind of tell when you look at things like the giant snakes and the dragons and anything that's not cute. Like, yeah. anything that's supposed to look hyper-realistic, 
kind of looks like Berserk 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that's supposed to look adorable and fun, like the spiders or the little dragon, those look great. So, yeah, it's... It's very mixed on the animation. I've seen people give it a lot of praise and I've seen a lot of people hate on it. And my answer to both is you're both right. Children, children, you're both just awful. You're right. (laughs) I really like how they animated her as the spider, though. Uh, The premise of this is just like that time it got reincarnated as a slime. Girl Girl wakes up and finds out she's a spider. spider. She has a computer video game-like voice talking to her and explaining to her how her new life works. The difference is where Rimuru's voice is like, oh, by the way, we gave you everything that you wished for in the best possible case scenario. You're now over, or way too overpowered and could literally take over the entire world if you really wanted to. And Rimuru's like, I'm going to make the world a better place. Uh, in the case of the spider, uh, her computer voice is telling her, you're weak, you suck, you're a spider. What were you expecting? Yeah. You're literally like the weakest monster in this entire world. Yeah. You have no special skills that are useful. You have to devour everything you come across just to just get to your... Just to stay alive. Yeah, just to stay alive and just to level up. Even when you level up, it feels like we're kind of giving you the genie in a bottle kind of leveling up where it doesn't really seem to be benefiting you that much. And anything that sounds great or really useful will backfire and just be fucking awful. Nothing about this is easy. Yeah. Uh, so I've been reading the light novels, and uh, there are a few things that it doesn't really go over in the <laughs> anime, or it hasn't yet. Um, one of them being, uh, like you've seen how her, her speed is so fucking high, right? Like all yeah. of her stats are like 10, 13 something, and then her speed's up at like 350 something. Uh, that's because when she was reincarnated, she actually did get a special skill mm-hmm. called Skanda, basically. But it just, it multiplies how high her speed is. Darn those yeah. dogs. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have pod cats disrupting us. This time it's dogs. We can't do anything yeah, about it. Yeah, so, so that increases, you know, her, her speed. And her entire class was all reincarnated. Yeah. You know, I, I think it didn't explicitly state, but I think it kind of generalizes that that's what happened mm-hmm. uh and they were all they were all born with a special skill yeah like hers so okay uh the other thing is it doesn't really talk about like when when she ate her spider brother i guess is your best way to call it mm-hmm. she earned the skills you know kin eater and taboo yeah and uh in the mong in, in the light novel it says like hey something bad will happen if Taboo gets to level 10. Yeah. You know, and even as the school kids, you know, one of the girls... She got Kin Eater. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the Faye got Kin Eater, and thus Taboo with it. But uh, one of the other girls, the one who's like, oh, like, praise God, like, oh, you can hear the word of God, that girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's basically said to the hero, you know, the, the one, the prince, like, hey... If you find anyone who has the taboo skill, let me know, because they need to fucking die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so now that the one classmate has taboo, it's like, wait. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so so it's it, there's there's a few things that they didn't really touch on in, in the anime. Okay. But 
so far it's do it's doing a pretty good interpretation. Yeah. Uh I know that a lot of people are saying they're hoping the series picks up because so far it does seem like the slowest series and it's extremely slow compared to Slime. Like by this point in Slime, he was already facing the goblins and building his kingdom. At this point, she's still trapped in the cave fighting snakes. Uh yeah, she's she's going to be in the cave for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- stuff is going to happen, but she's going to be in the cave for a while. Yeah. Um the other thing I do want to clarify, they were all reborn mm-hmm. in in the new world. So that means all of the the students were born as babies. So when you see them in school, that's like 10 years 10 years later or whatever like it is it is almost a time jump but okay. it, it, it does mix in what's happening now and what's happening in the future yeah my biggest complaint about this show is the ed is absolutely unwatchable yeah it's her it's voice is so grating and from what you mentioned to me it's intentionally grating so i don't know why they decided the best solution for the ed was to have her sing like an idol yeah and, like, if you're going to make a character with an intentionally obnoxious voice, don't make her sing either of the songs, please. I And the worst part about it is that uh, there is content after the ED, so I can't just click off the episode. I literally have to skip <laughs> the ED. have to fast forward. Yeah, and it's really obnoxious. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's my only complaint with the show. I can't stand her voice, and it's fine during the main show. It's not fine during the ED. So... If you guys are having the same problem, because I know a lot of people have had this problem, make sure you skip so that way you can watch the content at the end. Because all of the content at the end is very important. Yeah. So yeah, uh, with that, the show I did want to talk about, because I think this was the most highly anticipated anime of the season. Uh, This is the one that I think already has the highest score on my anime list, and I am enjoying so freaking much, is Horimiya. Yeah. Oh my god. This, this one's so good. I love this show this, so much. This this right here is really why some people like me love wholesome romance anime, okay? Mm-hmm. Like like you're finally getting a taste of this, okay? <laughs> finally does Candace get to know what it's like to like a romance anime. So the funny thing is, when I was in high school, these are the kind of anime and manga that I would become extremely attached to really easily. Like, it's the biggest reason why Fruits Basket is such a nostalgic series for me, because I loved stuff like this. Like, this this was my entire high school life, was slice of life, romance, cute stuff. And I read a lot of manga like this. I think since becoming a podcaster and trying really hard to just binge anime nonstop, it has been really hard for me to find an anime that I just like that much in this genre. Horimiya hits all of those notes perfectly for me. It's beautiful. The characters are extremely likable. The animation just has kind of this like fun subtlety to it. That's it just it sets off like a. Uh, just natural like nerve reflexes like anytime you see like the white background with the colors it's like you know that that's something that you just you you take this breath and you're just like this is important and i'm just loving everything about it it's just uh it's just great it's great it's so <laughs> cute i'm so addicted the pacing reminds me a lot of like azamanga dayo mm-hmm. it's like not like slapstick funny it's just it's just that really really nice pacing it's easy to become attached and it's easy to follow, and it doesn't feel like the drama is just stupid. 
I think my biggest problem with slice of life anime is things like Rent a Girlfriend, where I'm just sitting there like, you could easily fix this problem. You could easily fix this problem. You guys are digging yourself a fucking hole for no fucking reason. Just come out and tell the truth. Yeah, like, I'm like, just be honest. And this is a situation where in Horimiya, it's like, they are being honest with each other. They're not being honest with themselves. And that's a completely different thing. And that's a much more difficult hurdle to get over. You can be honest with the people around you. You can be completely honest with them. But if you don't, if you're not sure of yourself, then it's impossible to fix anything. Yeah. And that's really what this show is about for me. And I like that way more. I like that way more than, oh, we're going to get ourselves in these silly shenanigans and we're going to dig ourselves a fucking hole. <laughs> Instead, it's like, do I like him? I don't know, because it feels wrong. But at the same time, I get upset when I think about other people liking him. And it's like, girl, you like him. <laughs> and then she's just like, okay, I like him, but what do I do about it? Yeah. And I just... Everything about it's great. It's so great. He, uh, I, I will straight up say, uh, Mia's an idiot. <laughs> he kind of is. He's such an idiot. <laughs> I love that the whole series is also about, like, first impressions. Because every single character you meet in this show, you have an initial first impression of. They all fit these, like, typical slice-of-life tropes. But as you get to know them, you find that most of them are either the polar opposite of their first impression... Or all of them just kind of have this life outside of school that's just not what you would expect from them. Things like uh, Mia not being a nerd or an otaku. He's actually covered in tattoos and piercings. And <laughs> Got a big old tattoo it is all a complete, the way up his side. He's a complete and... himbo. Yeah. And then you have uh, Hori, who's not the typical like popular, popular girl. girl. She's basically a homebody who doesn't like to go out and looks for excuses to stay home and she takes care of her brother and she's way too responsible for her own good and she's obsessed with hitting the discounts at the supermarket and yeah she's basically a mom <laughs> so yeah where's her mom in this like like i know uh mia's met her but like yeah where is the mom in this <laughs> I like we had an entire episode dedicated to the fact that Hori didn't know Mia's first name. Yeah, that was great. And then when we got to the next episode, one of the other characters is just like, you're the only person in school that doesn't call me by my first name. And he's like, all right, well, let's let's try it. He's like, okay, no, that's too hard. And then he calls him Izumi, his first name. And he's just like, the next day they're back to like last name basis. He's like, oh, I thought we took a milestone there yesterday, <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> And it's just like, I don't know, there's just so many small, great moments about the series, and it's nothing that I expected going into it, so I, this is another must-watch, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I only have, like, a few absolutely must-watches this season, and this is one of them. So, yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add to that? No, I think we covered all the bases. Alright. Uh, moving on to Cells That Work Black. Oh, yes. Or Cells at Work Code Black. It's called Cells at Work Black in Japan, and it's Code Black in, a, in the West. Yeah. So, uh, Code Black is actually a pun off of a popular term used in Japan to refer to companies that would rather exploit its workers than try to build a better business model, and that is, like, those jobs are often called Code Black jobs. 
So that is basically the premise of they're, this show. Yeah, they're they're very stressful. Yeah. You know, obviously, and uh, people tend to have coping mechanisms when they work that kind of job, whether it's smoking or drinking <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, or hanging out in the red light district. All of these vices do come up, and it's kind of incredible how they draw a parallel to these uh, coping or coping me- mechanisms. I can't talk coping mechanisms and vices, and the damage they do to the body, and how when that kind of damage is done to the body, the cells are then part of that system. It's kind of like a negative cycle. Yeah. So you you become stressed because of your outside life and then your internal organs start to fail and, and are stressed out because of you and and it kind of shows you know with like the new blood cells red blood cells training videos like oh meet the stomach you know and and he's he's talking he's like oh yeah come tell us your name blah 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 mm-hmm. you know all this and then when they actually meet you know the the stomach cell he's just like why the fuck do i want to know your name get out of here are they still showing that stupid video yeah you know <laughs> like like everyone is stressed yeah like i think i think the show does a really really good parallel too between like the fact that the red blood cells also kind of have their own vices to deal with things you have the ones that are just kind of like i'll work till i die there's the ones that are like we're gonna go hang out in the liver which the whole thing with the liver just being the red light district was absolutely fantastic the, the, the liver was great because they basically just went to a uh, gentleman's club yeah this the whole thing is designed to look like uh harajuku is the district in yeah tokyo yeah something like that and it's just uh, you know, you go into a club and you you get a pretty girl that hangs on your arm and that's that's it. Yeah, and the old man dies happy. <laughs> what a way to go. With a boner. Yeah. <laughs> and there's an episode about boners. About boners. <laughs> so uh. my favorite part is that the subtitles the Funimation used, they were using the term erection. And I don't know what the Japanese word for erection is, but I don't think that's the word they were actually using in the show. Because the show the word they're using in the show was pokey, which I believe is the slang term which roughly translates to boner. Thank you, Golden Kamui, for teaching us that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know what the proper term for it is in Japanese, but I'm pretty sure pokey is not the medical term. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> so, yeah, I... Kudos to Funimation for not using the word boner over and over again. But, yeah. But that was something that I did notice. I'm like, they're saying pokey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Cells at Work Black. Uh, I, I do have one question about Cells at Work Black. Okay. Why does a blood cell need boobs? Why not? Why does she need boobs? Why are all the white blood cells in this clearly male body women? Uh, why are all of the women's cells massively endowed? Right? Why do... Uh, they, they, they just really want us to know that these were women boobs. Or women cells. <laughs> women boobs. Women boobs, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're just like, just to clarify, if you're a man... With a lot of bad habits, 
Your white blood cells are definitely big titty anime women. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, you can either have your dick in your waifu, or with cells at work, you can have your waifu in your dick. But it was all men in the pokey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes it a little awkward, doesn't it? <laughs> Brings new meaning to hokey pokey, but... <laughs> oh, boy. That's what it's all about. Anyway, <laughs> so I do like watching this show almost immediately after watching Cells at Work. Because it's just like, Cells at Work's just like, Oh, yay, delivering sandwiches to all the different cells. This is wholesome. This is... This is edutainment. And then you get to Cells at Work Black, and it's just like angry middle-aged cells. Like, I need more oxygen, you piece of shit. <laughs> right. Get just, over here. <laughs> I love it so much. It's it's great. I I do think that if you are watching either one, you kind of need to be watching both. Uh, I personally am liking Cells at Work over Code Black. I'm kind of watching... But, but I am enjoying them both. I'm kind of liking Code Black a little bit more than Cells at Work, but... I do feel like it's more entertaining to watch them back to back. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm <laughs> I'm not like watching one and then going and watching ReZero and then coming back to the other. Like yeah. I'm watching these two together. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very different pers- It does make me wonder what I, I think we talked about this. Like I was curious like Cells at Work like cuz Cells at Work Black is clearly a man. But we don't know anything about the human in Cells at Work. It's just does, left completely does, androgynous. Doesn't explain it. So I'm like they are until proven otherwise, they are non-binary. Yes. So. Also, like, somebody pointed this out. I thought it was funny. It's like, the end of season one at Cells at Work, they're just like, the person almost died. Like, to the per- point where they needed a blood transfusion, like an emergency blood transfusion. Because they had, like, a severe head injury or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, damn, they went through all of that and they almost died and they're still getting pimples? That fucking sucks. Uh, which, which actually leads me to believe that it's, it's a child's body. Yeah. I'm very it's, convinced this is a child. It's a kid's body and that's why it, it doesn't ha it doesn't go over the like reproduction, you know, system. Cause yeah. well, you don't it's need to. It's just not developed yet. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm convinced this is a child. This is probably either pre puberty or early puberty. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I do think it's supposed to be left completely androgynous. It's, it's but... supposed to not tell you, but yeah, it we just... can always speculate. So, and then we are getting eventually. There's a cells at work that's based off of specifically women's bodies. So we'll probably be getting that sometime in the future as well. All right. So... Uh, look, I'm I'm just saying the the guy who's writing these manga like he's putting a lot of effort into these. Right. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So we did get probably one of the best sex jokes ever in Code Black. <laughs> <laughs> just go watch it and find out what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I'm moving on to my next page in the notebook. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> like one out pages. of five down. Yep. <laughs> so, uh. Moving on to one that I am definitely continuing. I don't know if you're going to be continuing this one because I kind of just made you sit down and watch it with me. I think this is probably one of my favorite shows of the season. Uh, I, I watched it out of curiosity because it was something that like a lot of my online friends were watching. And I'm like, 
All right, I'll give it a shot. Honestly, I think this is in my top five shows of the season, including continuing shows. And that is Skate Infinity. See, this one's... <laughs> oh, this one's actually really great, to right? be honest. <laughs> like, I know I was teasing you about the transfer student who's from Canada, <laughs> who's a skate, who's who's a snowboarder. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, this is so cliche. So it's like straight out of a 90s sitcom. Yeah. So I will say the whole, uh, him being a like snowboarder and then moving on to skateboarding, it's probably the only thing about the show that I don't like because it was the same problem I had with the rock climbing anime where she played video games and was suddenly good at rock climbing. I'm like, it felt a lot like just being a prodigy as opposed to putting the work into it, which is my biggest problem when sports anime do that. The reason I'm overlooking it a bit here is because, one, they constantly mention the fact that his victories in skateboarding are mostly flukes or mostly just him going purely off instinct or adrenaline as opposed to actually understanding what he's doing. The other thing is that I'm having more and more thoughts about this being a sports anime to me, it almost feels more like a grown-up card anime. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like Beyblade or Yu-Gi-Oh! or whatever just matured over the last two decades. And this is the product that we got. Because everybody in the show looks like they came out of a 90s anime. The skateboarding feels less like a sport and more like a hobby or activity. And it almost feels like everybody in here is more of a character than an actual skateboarder. I think if you're genuinely into skateboarding, a lot of this is going to feel super ridiculous. You'll probably find some things that are like, oh yeah, that's real. That's genuine or that's relatable. But for the most part, it's going to feel more like Beyblade. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's far exaggerated from the actual sport. So... You you mean when I pull that ripcord in Beyblade... <laughs> The, the dragon image doesn't pop up out of my spinning disc. <laughs> As that, somebody who, are, are you trying to tell me that was all in my head? As somebody that used to play with Beyblades in middle school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, I need to go see a therapist. <laughs> so yeah, that that is my biggest complaint about this, is that it follows under that really bad sports anime trope of the character just being good at something because they used to be good at something else. But I'm giving I'm giving it a pass on this because everything about this show is just entertaining for a lot of reasons. It has fantastic characters. The OP is probably my favorite OP of the season. I love the dorky dance they do at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that, like, everything about this show, like, instead of a training arc, it's literally just keep falling on your ass until you don't fall on your ass anymore arc. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried skateboarding? Yes. That's literally what it is. Yeah. It's it's get up, get on, fall on your ass, rinse and repeat. Yeah. I would be really annoyed with the fact that uh, Longa's skateboard is like this ridiculous beast of a custom. But it seems like all of the characters' skateboards are just uh, custom beasts. Speaking of, I'm just going to touch on this. The one guy that had like the board from the future. Uh-huh. Fuck that guy. Okay. Like, <laughs> that, is, that is such horse shit. You know, it's just like, oh, to make this turn, you need to, you need to angle the board at 49 degrees. Like, no, fuck you. God. No. Skateboarding isn't that exact. Fuck off. 
that's why I say this is like Beyblade. Like nothing about this is realistic skateboarding. It's all just, it's characters in costumes being absolutely ridiculous with this very, very 90s vibe. And it's just so much freaking fun. It is. So. And, and like I said, even with that guy, fuck him. <laughs> it's still enjoyable. <laughs> I do think this is another must watch or at least a must check out, I think. Yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's the same uh, lead director that did Banana Fish, but it's without the depression. <laughs> so instead of uh, sad boys who are currently caught up in American gang wars, this is just stupid high school boys that are trying to get involved in skateboarding. <laughs> so it's it hits a lot of the notes that made Banana Fish so good without the drama. Yeah. And I think if you were thinking, hey, I wish Banana Fish weren't depressing, this is the anime for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. So, I just like dumb boys. I like dumb boys. <laughs> I like dumb boys. So, uh, there's so many good dumb boys this season. <laughs> Speaking of that, do you want to touch on this one's parallel for this season? Yes. The wave? Yes. Uh, wave, let's go surfing. And this is one I would actually probably be watching on a much slower season. If we had any season that was like 2020, this is one I would probably like. Because, again, it hits that problem of character is suddenly good at a sport because he's good at something else. In this case... The thing he was good at was walking, but... <laughs> I can go for a walk with my dog. Yeah, so it, it doesn't make any sense that he's even remotely good at surfing. Yeah. Especially because it mentions he's scared of swimming, and he's not really athletic at all, and all of his friends are surfers, but... And my other major issue with this show is the CGI is just absolutely god-awful. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's not excusable, but... as terms of the story i kind of liked this one it it's cute it's baby's first crush and it really is like he's <laughs> he's in middle school so he's not quite sure why he has these feelings he's just kind of like he sees somebody he's just, just like wow i, I just, just want to be I close want to hang out with that dude i don't know why yeah it's it's very very much baby's first love and I'm like, that's really cute. I really like this buildup of just wanting to be close to your crush so you try something new. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact that his nickname is Corgi because he has a Corgi. I love the, like, even the stupid pun at the beginning where they're in English class and they learn, like, a popular English phrase and that becomes the catchphrase of the whole show. I'm like, it's a dumb trope. It's entertaining. It's cute. This is, this is going to be one of those, like, if you've been having a hole in your heart from free for the last few years that can't be filled, then this is this is a good substitute. Yeah, sure. Go check it out. Why not? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I will be continuing this one. Mm -hmm. um, kind of for the same reasons. It just, it's it's not hitting anything with me. Yeah. Know? Like, it's, it's not bad. It's just, there's so much other stuff this season. Yeah, Skate the Infinity is the superior take on these but tropes this season. I have to talk about the guy with the waifu board. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that he had the waifu board. I love that she's flat. <laughs> love that she's flat. <laughs> and I find it absolutely hilarious that it was basically just Miku it in Rem's maid outfit. Yeah. <laughs> 
original. <laughs> original. So, yeah. yeah. Like, this is not the worst show this season. I just think that you could do a lot better than the show this season. Yeah, it's it's not bad. If you want to watch surfing, then by all means, like, you, you could enjoy it. Yeah, but... if you just want to watch, like, cute middle school boys learning that they have feelings for each other while surfing, that's... It's not bad. It feels very, very parallel to the rock climbing anime for me, where it may be not the same kind of fan service, but you're watching it for the fan service. Yeah. So, yeah. I'd probably be watching it if it was a slow season, but I'm, I'm definitely dropping it this season. You've, you've, you've already got too much on your plate. And Skate the and Infinity is And you have a backup better. plate that's already full. Yeah, basically. Skate the Infinity is the superior version of these two shows. Yeah. So. Um, moving on to a show that you absolutely have to watch. I got you to watch this one yesterday for the first time. This is... Uh, so so this one, I hadn't heard anything about. Mm-hmm. And like, because I watch all my shows on Sunday, I guess this one updates earlier in the week. It also updated it just... after everything else. It was like probably, I think, one of the last shows to premiere. Yeah. But like, it, it updates at a time where... I go into the the recently added list and it doesn't show up. Yeah. So so I didn't even see this one pop up in my feed because that's how much anime is coming out this season. <laughs> <sighs> this one, I do think this is a must check out. I think this is probably one of the most beautiful anime I've seen in a long time. And I know I say this at the beginning of every single year, but this one does have the potential for anime of the year already mm-hmm. and it has i i know uh, jeff through mother's basement made a comment on twitter that he has seen several people compare this show to like two different shows They're like oh it's a combination of this and this and he's like it's never the same two shows <laughs> uh, yeah and it's a mood because me trying to explain the show so first of all the show is called wonder egg priority and my take on it is it feels like a combination of Madoka Magica, uh, anything from Kyo Ani, uh, namely A Silent Voice is a really, really like close tie-in, and it has a battle system that reminds me a lot of the Persona franchise. Mm-hmm. So it kind of hits all the things that I really, really like about a series, but it's Kyo Ani levels of gorgeous. Yeah, uh, and Keelani is very good at that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. So it's about a girl who was bullied because of her appearance because uh, she has heterochromia. Yeah, which is where so, your eyes are two different colors. Yeah, and so she got compared to like cats and dogs a lot since the condition is common in animals more so than humans. And she doesn't have any friends, and one day a transfer student becomes her friend, tells her that she's beautiful and she wants to be best friends with her. And this girl also has her own baggage of problems. And because of that, I won't spoil anything, but something happens. And shit goes down, and then. So the main the, girl. The main girl gets an opportunity to uh, basically enter a dream world every night yeah where she can save people who have these problems and hopefully one day save her friend mm-hmm. so she found she's also not the only girl in this situation there's several girls around like her neighborhood that are also entering this dream world every single night 
in the hopes of saving somebody they care about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a lot of the story is done via flashbacks. Uh, each episode almost has a monster of the week theme where each person they're trying to save in the dream world has their own baggage that they need to take care of. And it has a lot of deep messages behind it. So this is one that you do not go into lightly. This is not going to be a fun Maho Shoujo. It it does also uh, touch on some, some pretty heavy subjects, just Mm -hmm. like the, the one girl with the, the gymnastics coach that's Mm -hmm. abusing her. Yeah. You know, and and she has it in her head that like, hey, no, this this isn't abuse. She just wants me to be better and and it it kind of has to be like, okay, where where do you draw the line of, you know, pushing your student and just straight up abuse? Yeah. Uh there's also imagery of self-harm. One of the characters has uh cuts on her arm. Stuff like that. So this this is a very very deep show that if you are sensitive to these kinds of images or concepts, then this might be one that I would give you a pass on skipping for obvious reasons. Yeah. But if you were able to get through something like a silent voice without being traumatized, I think you could handle this one as well. There is more imagery in this one, but it's a lot of those same tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animation, like I said, it feels like something from Kiyoani, but it's also very reminiscent of Madoka Magica, and it does tackle that dark magical girl vibe without being edgy. And that is the key thing. I have seen a lot of Madoka Magica clones just go as edgy as possible, and this one surprisingly avoids that, which is hard to believe since the first episode features an axe murderer. <laughs> yeah. So, and that the series is a lot about bullying. And I think that's something that this show does very well. It addresses high school issues that are often swept under the rug without just feeling like razor blades and darkness and poetry and my soul is so black. And yeah, it's it's dark without feeling like we're all going to go... We're all going to go to Hot Topic after this, you know, and buy black jewelry. We're going to go buy a studded leather bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> to, black. To yeah. match my black studded leather soul. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I know there have been Madoka Magica-like shows that are just like, yeah. I can't fucking take this seriously. This is not one of those. Yeah. it It's not subtle, but it's not edgy. So... It's great. I, I do recommend this one. This one is a good one. I recommend um, it with a content uh-huh. warning. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is one I, now that I have seen it, because, like I said, I never I didn't see it on the, the it, pre-recently added list. It was under I, your radar. Yeah. It, it went under the radar, but uh, I, will, I will be picking this one up. The parallel to this show is Other Side Picnic. Yeah. This one also features a main character with heterochromia, <laughs> mm-hmm. but hers is not natural. And it's actually reversed. In uh, uh, the Wonder Egg Priority, The uh, her right eye is the gold one, and her and left, left eye, eye is, is the, the blue. blue one. In Other Side Picnic, it's the opposite. And the blue eye sometimes isn't blue, because it's a supernatural thing. So, Other Side Picnic is far less dark, but it feels like it should be darker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It is Lovecrafty and horror with lesbians. 
Lovecraftian lesbians. Lovecraftian lesbians. <laughs> so this show feels like it should be hitting on a lot of these dark undertones, but I feel like it always kind of skirts over it a little bit. Instead, it takes more priority in just kind of showing us strange, obscure monsters and creatures and kind of getting a ghost stories vibe out of this every single episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's a lot of moments where it's just like, okay, we're, we might be diving into deep shit this episode and then we don't. So I, I think that's my only real issue with the show is I'm not sure what tone it's going for, but I still really, really, really like this show. I think that both the main characters are extremely well written. I think they're both fun and quirky and genuinely enjoyable as action characters. They're two just girls trying to explore this horrifying parallel reality filled with monsters that will make you go insane if you look at them for too long. Once they're done exploring that world, they'll explore each other. (laughs) Not quite. They're not quite that level of lesbian (laughs) yet, but you can tell that the one girl does have a major crush on the other girl, but the other girl is entering this other world so she can find her lost girlfriend. So it's it's a very unrequited yeah. lesbian romance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen the first episode because when I went to go watch anything more than that, Funimation app was being dumb and being like, oh, this content isn't available. Yeah, I like the name of the monsters in the first episode, which is the Wiggle Waggles. The Wiggle Waggles. Yeah, which I love how absolutely stupid the names of these monsters are because... One of the things that is pretty common in Lovecraftian horror is the idea that we, the viewers, never get to see these monsters because, again, you look at them too long, you will literally go insane. But, and that's kind of what makes them scary, is that they're just completely outside of our comprehension as human beings. And that is where this series kind of lacks a little bit because the monsters are very clear and visible and sometimes they're just kind of more goofy and ridiculous than they are scary. But I think that also kind of makes the show what it is. It's not supposed to be like super on your like edge of your seat scary. It's just two girls doing stupid shit because they can make some extra money and the one's just trying to find her girlfriend and the other one's just like, well, I guess I'm being dragged along because this girl's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's not as horror as I was hoping from a horror series, but I do still recommend this. I think Wonder Egg Priority is better, but I do think that you can make time for both shows pretty easily. And like I said, if you're not somebody that wants to get into deeper issues or if the content warning of Wonder Egg Priority scared you off, Other Side Picnic is a very, very good substitute or alternative to that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, I really like that the whole first episode of Other Side Picnic starts, too, with the main girl, like, laying in a puddle that is literally has her trapped and that she's just going to die there. And she's like, well, well, I'm so fucking lonely that nobody will probably notice I'm gone except for the people who collect my student loans every month. And I'm like, fucking mood. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if that's not relatable, I don't know what is. She's like, I guess the best part of dying in an alternate reality is I'm debt free now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's 
Uh, so I I will be checking this one out more uh, if Funimation will let me. Yeah, <laughs> I know a lot of people have been complaining about the uh, problem with the app. So I've been using the mobile app, and I've not had any problems. I have been on the PS4 app. So, yeah. so if you have the ability to cast onto your TV, I recommend just downloading the mobile app and casting it, to be honest. So yeah. It's the only solution I have for you other than piracy. <laughs> so... Until Funimation fixes their shit. Yep. So, yeah. Um, moving on to one that I know you're not watching, but I'm actually enjoying. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be enjoying this one or not. And that is 2.43, which is the new volleyball anime. So, I thought that this was going to be a store brand haiku. <laughs> And I will say, based off the animation, there's so much animation in this that they feel like they just copy-pasted from Haikyuu. And I'm like, oh, it's it's weird watching it because it's just like Haikyuu, but with more realistic physics. And one of the things that's really fun about Haikyuu is just kind of how unrealistic the physics are in that series. You kind of get to watch the ball float a little bit. This It feels like the ball is made of lead. Like, it just slams down really hard every single time, which is way more realistic, but... I just, it, it, it's off-putting for me. Uh, this series, unlike Haikyuu, most of the actual character development and drama takes place off the court. This is mostly about high school students, or, well, it starts off with them in middle school and then going to high school after the first episode. But it's just them having bad history with each other, bad blood, not really sure how to communicate with their feelings because they're stupid first years in high school that really don't know how to talk to each other because they're guys and they kind of resolve a lot of these issues through the volleyball club and it's, it's not hard with guys you punch <laughs> each other say what up bro and move on this is kind of like that but with volleyball <laughs> and you could tell that there's some characters that feel like the same level of dedication as the characters in high q where they're just like i want to keep playing on the court because it's the place where I belong. The main character is basically like a very heavier version of Kageyama where he's a prodigy setter who doesn't get along with people because he's a prodigy and the only thing he thinks about is volleyball. But his bad attitude led to one of his teammates trying to kill himself. So... <laughs> All right. Yeah, so so it's, so it's it's not just uh, if Haikyuu and Free had a secret love child. Not at all. Oh my gosh, this is this is like actual high school drama, but similar to Wonder Egg Priority, it's a bit deep, and it kind of reminds me a bit more of uh, that soft tennis anime that came out a few years ago. The one, except with way less child abuse. But, <laughs> Yeah, this one, like I said, it, it doesn't do what Haikyuu does, where Haikyuu, a lot of, like, the character development develops off the court, but then hits its peak during the matches, and you're like, look at my baby grow! They used to be such a small baby crow, and now look at them, their wings are spread, and they're beautiful, and I love them, and I want them to succeed and everything. This is more just like, yeah, these are real problems we're dealing with, because I'm currently, like, a teenager, and teenage years just really fucking suck, and... I just kind of mm -hmm. want to escape that shit by playing a game that I really enjoy, that I'm really good at, but I can't because real life keeps fucking interfering with that. 
pretty much. Yeah, so this this is a far more slice of life anime than a sports anime, and it simply uses the sport as a means for them to cope with their problems. So it's not quite like the soft tennis anime where that one was disguised I mean, as a swords anime, but it was I mean, actually about child abuse. I mean, I guess they're what in in high school. Yeah, their you know, first they, year of high school. They, they they can't use alcohol for their coping mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, one of the main characters, uh, he only joined the volleyball club because the school told him he had to be in a club. And volleyball was just one of those that, like, nobody really cared about. So he's like, I could just skip club whenever I want and, like, nobody will be mad about it. And you find out that he comes from, like, the rich family in their neighborhood. And the other main character was his childhood friend who moved to Tokyo when they were little. And now he's back because... One of his Tokyo teammates tried to kill himself, and so he had to transfer schools. And now they're just, like, not friends anymore because they grew up and they grew apart and they're different people now. And uh-huh. that's real. And like I said, this this is definitely a slice of life that just uses volleyball to vent their problems. But I really am enjoying it, like, for a lot of reasons. The volleyball is not great, but it's still enjoyable and it's still really well done. And the high school drama is real problems and not the shit I was talking about before where it's just, you're digging a hole and just fucking be honest. So yeah, this it's a parallel to Haikyuu, but it's a good one. So I don't think it's going to be for everybody though. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have a few more that what's next on your list. Uh, the next one I have is, uh, sorry, uh, Jobless Reincarnation. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm actually kind of liking this one. Me too, surprisingly. <laughs> so. Uh, like, I didn't really know what to expect, and it was one that I was like, oh, well, I'll probably drop this because it's, it just seems like another isekai, mm-hmm. which it is another isekai, but... It's surprisingly enjoyable. Yes. So I am really, really liking this one. I probably will drop it. I haven't decided yet. I've been kind of sitting on episode on episode three being like, I don't know, should I continue this or should I not continue this? Uh, I do understand why a lot of people really love this anime. And I wasn't sure if I was going to love this anime. Because uh, I'm like, this kind of seems like trash. Like... It kind of is. The the first episode, like, when he first reincarnates, uh, he basically tries to fondle his new mom because she has massive tits. And he's, he's just like, oh, man, this is, good. this is great. I get to suck on titties. Yeah. Eh, I'm not really turned on by it, though. It's probably maybe, because they're my mom. Maybe mom's because titties. she's my mom. Yeah. And then his parents are constantly, like, just having sex, like, in the same room because they're just like, yeah, hey, he's a baby. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of it is really, really trashy, especially in the beginning, and we are left with the realization that even though he's a baby, he still has the mind and the memories of a 30-year-old man, which is really, really creepy. Yeah. So I, going into this, I'm like, I don't think this is going to be the thing for me, but I will say that changed surprisingly fast. Uh, I almost feel like the trash in this show is almost just kind of there as, like, 
you know, kind of like feeding a pet kibble every couple of hours or like cat treats or something to keep them from complaining that they're starving to death. You're just like, here, have a cat treat. You'll be fine till dinner. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what the trash feels like in this. It just kind of feels like, hey, you freaking otaku weirdos. Here, have a panty shot so you'll stop bitching. Um, baby want their baba. But the main part of the show is basically this guy gets into a really, really horrific car accident and reincarnates in a parallel world where magic and sword fighting is common and he has to start over as a baby, but with all of his knowledge and memories. Mm-hmm. And what makes this show enjoyable for me is that when we do look into his life as the 30-year-old virgin, we find out that a lot of it was based around trauma. He was bullied in high school. He was bullied in high school. Uh, his parents weren't his, very his, supportive. His parents kicked him out. And that's what led to him getting hit by a car. I don't think those were his parents. I think his parents died. I think it was the funeral. I think it was his siblings that kicked him out. Oh, maybe. Because, yeah, I think it was, like those were his siblings at the funeral. And when they showed up to the house and they just saw him there watching porn instead of being at his parents' funeral because he's too much of a neat to leave the house, they were basically like, no, we're fucking done. You missed our parents' funeral. You fucking leave. So... <laughs> Yeah, like, it it does play a lot of, like, the worst tropes about the 30-year-old virgin, but at the same time, it does base it around of a lot of health issues, the fact that he was terrified of leaving the house, and that does translate to him as a child in this new world, where he still has really bad flashbacks. He and point- he just, he, he doesn't uh, want to leave the house. He has agoraphobia. Yeah. And so I have mixed feelings about this because on one hand, I really, really hate the trope of I'm not the problem, society's the problem. It kind of always feels like just a really gross excuse for men to act out and be awful people. But I do like the fact that in his new life, his new reincarnated life, he genuinely pushes himself to better those elements of his life. He... it comes across as a genuine phobia that he doesn't want to leave the house but uh, he I, I i think it helps that he has uh people in his life that are good role models like his dad yeah you know uh, his his teacher who well he's got a crush on obviously but yeah. <laughs> you know she's she's a pretty good role model and she's a good character too like yeah i i do think that this show is enjoyable because unlike things like that time I got reincarnated as a slime where the past life is just the past life. I never have to think about it anymore aside from the occasional joke or rip on your old life. This time it genuinely affects him and he is using the opportunity of a fresh start to make himself better. And I like that a lot. And I don't think I can think of any other isekai that handles it in that way. And considering we have two isekai this season that both have very similar premises, I think this one feels the most realistic. Like I said, it's kind of a gross excuse for men to act like incels, but at least we're seeing him become a well-rounded and well-developed character that uses their knowledge for the best possible reasons, aside from him occasionally trying to get a panty shot. (laughs) Yeah. It's still creepy, And I'm not excusing the creepiness, but what's not creepy about it is really good. So I had mixed feelings about it. 
I I genuinely understand why people like it though. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be continuing this one or not. I might give it a few more episodes before I make up my mind. Yeah, uh, time will tell. We'll see. Yes, uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I I think this is a good one. I think it's one of the better isekai. A uh, kind of a parallel to this, and one that I want to talk about. I don't think this is on either of our recommended list, but people will freak out if we don't talk about it, and that is redo of a healer. Uh, okay, so redo of he- a healer, or redo of healer is, um, it's basically if someone said, "I want to make Rising of the Shield Hero." But I want it to be edgier than the first three episodes of Goblin Slayer. Mm-hmm. This is literally the definition of revenge porn. It it really is. It's it's not great. Yeah. This is the opposite end of the society is at fault. I'm not the problem. But instead of the character using their second opportunity to better themselves. They're simply taking it out on everyone else. And I get the idea that these characters low-key deserve to be treated like this. But at the same time, I, as a person, I'm like, no one deserves to be treated like that. Maybe your best solution is just to fucking avoid it instead of getting actual (laughs) revenge. Yeah. um, So so the thing is, I actually kind of like the concept of Mm. like, the weak hero healer hero you know Mm -hmm. not not being able to really do much but they gain experience by healing you know to the point where they they can become op yeah i like that concept the story's shit (laughs) yeah and there's a lot about this show that had potential and i was actually warned about the series by many of the manga readers who were absolutely horrified that this was getting an anime at all and that's because it really is just the worst kind of fantasizing about negative things. And I think that this show could have easily been something almost like a warning of, like, when you become too obsessed, kind of a uh, Count of Monte Cristo situation, where you become so trapped in your, like, trauma and the idea of revenge that you become the monster that you sought out to destroy in the first place but instead they glorify the horrible things that he's doing and that's my issue with it if this had been a series about a villain and how they became a villain i think that we could justify a lot of the graphic violence a lot more But the fact that this is supposed to be somebody that you look up to the same way you do S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, it's just creepy that anybody's defending this, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, not, not a recommend, not a, just not good. Yeah, I do, I do wish it were something that I could talk about objectively, but... I just genuinely can't, not as a person and not as an anime-like critic. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Please stop defending the show, you guys. I see so many people defending it, and it's... I see people who get mad when people don't like it. They're like, oh, you're just an SJW if you hate it. It's like, no, I'm a person with a beating heart. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, like, I am down for some dark shit, okay? You know, Mm -hmm. like... But this is just fucked up. Yeah, I I watched freaking, like, Basilisk and, uh... 
Basilisk, uh, let's see, Ninja Scroll was Ninja pretty Scroll. fucked up. Devilman Crybaby Devil was Man, pretty yeah. fucked up. Like, like, there's some pretty fucked up shit that I am down to watch. Yeah. This is not it. Exactly. So, yeah. Hell, I would recommend Goblin Slayer over this, and I thought Goblin Slayer was boring, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, just just go rewatch Shield Hero over yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is this is the negative parallel to Jobless Reincarnation. Go watch Jobless Reincarnation. God, yeah. Like... yeah, there you go. <laughs> Have at it. Yeah, like seriously, same kind of trauma, better reaction to it, or I should say, healthy reaction to it. Fuck. Anyway, uh, yeah. And then uh, the final show that I'm watching this season, which I'm really enjoying, which I didn't take any notes on. Uh, but this one is, uh, Kimono? Kimono Jihen, yeah. I think is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this was one I was not able to watch, again, because Funimation was like, Haha, joke's on you! Yeah. Yeah, so this show... It's one I've been wanting to, so when Funimation gets their shit together, I'll, I'll check this one out as well. Yeah, I do recommend just downloading the mobile app at this point, honestly. <laughs> but... Yeah, so this one I am actually really enjoying. So it's kind of hard to go too much into the premise of this show without spoiling anything. But I will tell you guys immediately that uh, if you're only looking at the premise of the first episode, that's not what the show is like. Uh, The first episode is kind of its own thing and it's a bit misleading. It starts off in like a small town in Japan where a bunch of animal corpses are literally showing up overnight and it seems like there's some kind of demon or whatever and a detective from uh, Tokyo is hired to come resolve the issue which then leads to a pretty dark premise regarding a child that lives in the town who was taken in by his aunt and yeah so there's a lot of demon possession and monster stuff involved in this series but From the second episode moving on, we move to the setting of Tokyo and the detective agency, and the kid is now part of this detective agency, and it feels a bit more like a typical mystery shonen battle series, where this detective agency is full of kids that all have unique powers and abilities, all of which are trying to help this grown-ass man solve supernatural problems around the town. And it's... A bit monster of the week, but everything about it is genuinely well done. Each episode kind of has its own plot twist and premise, and all of the characters are genuinely likable. So I would say this is one that's just kind of enjoyable to watch for the sake of watching. It's not anything beyond incredible. It's not going to leave you completely shook, but it's just... it It's... It's great. <laughs> like, I yeah. like the characters a lot. It's fun to see more anime about, like, younger kids that are trying to figure themselves out, especially when those kids all have supernatural abilities. It's almost an X-Men meets uh, Japanese, like, superstitions. So, I-, I like it a lot. Yeah. So, it's... If the only thing you've heard about this anime is the first episode, just know that's not what the anime is like. Because <laughs> I've seen a lot of, like, anime pages recommend this anime purely based off, like, the whole ghost story premise of the first episode. And I'm like, it's it's not like that. It is far more shonen battle anime than that. It's 
it's almost kind of like a ghost story my hero academia (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so i am liking it though it's cute it's fun uh the fox lady's a bitch (laughs) and fox girl is great yeah (laughs) uh like i said it's it's one that i was meaning to check out yeah i think you would like it I don't know if it's the most amazing anime this season, but I do think there there is definitely a good audience for it, and I'm gonna continue watching it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's actually the last one on my list. I checked out Doctor Ramune and was really bored with it, so I dropped it. That one, that one's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It gives off a weird like uh, Mushishi meets Toilet Bound Hanako Kun vibe. Yeah, but it felt kind of like a great value version of both of those <laughs> it it did it's it's mildly amusing uh, not not great I've, i i don't know if i'm gonna drop it yet yeah i i had a hard time getting i probably at like at this point i'm thinking i probably will because you know the the plate is so full yeah <laughs> you know and then there was a cute short anime about egyptian gods this kind of has like a Almost sells at work edutainment vibe to it, but each episode's only like five minutes long and it just teaches you about all the different Egyptian gods. Yeah. I think if you enjoyed the, uh, like, How to Keep a Mummy series, you'll probably enjoy this one as well. Uh, I'm not watching it just because it's like, it's it's kind of short and my attention span can't stick with it very long. And I'm just like, oh, cute, Egyptian god education. Okay, but how short does your attention span have to be to not be able to stick with a five-minute show? I need a plot. <laughs> like, I'm like, five minutes of just silliness straight is like kind of like taking a spoonful of medicine. It's like, yeah, it's not long, but it's also not something I'm going to continually submit myself to. <laughs> Every single week. It's... All right, that's fair. It's fine. I Like I said, I think if you enjoyed uh, How to Keep a Mummy, I think you guys would enjoy this one. It's just, it's not very long. So, it's just, it's silly. It's fun. I have no complaints about it. I'm just probably not going to keep watching it. <laughs> so, yeah. It doesn't have enough substance for me to care about it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Yeah, I think that's the season. <laughs> You do this every episode. Every time. Every, every time. Every fucking time. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to recommend? Because I know there's some shows that I did skip. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I can kind of touch on some. Uh, non Non Biori is back for its third season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I had recently started that, so I'm not even close to catching up. So I'm not going to add that to my list. But if you've been watching that, you know, you watched the first two seasons, there you go. Uh, I know there's a fun Bungo Stray Dogs anime that's kind of like a chibi version of the show. Yeah, Bungo Stray Dogs 1. A lot of people have been telling me this is absolutely fantastic, and if you're a Bungo Stray Dogs fan, you're going to love it. I am not caught up on Bungo Stray Dogs, so... That was one that I tried to binge all three seasons, and I do not recommend trying to binge watch Bungo <laughs> Stray Dogs. There's a lot of information in that anime. Yeah. It was a very heavy anime. Um, if you're wanting your trash anime, there's the hidden dungeon only I can enter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's basically this kid who uh, gains an ability that he can only use if he's a degenerate. <laughs> like... He gets a certain amount of life points or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. you know, for doing certain acts. And like, hey, you know, you you kiss your friend, you earn 200 points. 
you know, you you run along a line of girls and slap all their tits, you gain 2,000 points, <laughs> you know? So uh, that one's that one's your, your etchy anime that you'll want to watch if you, you're one on to watch a, an etchy show. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, there is... What else am I watching? Oh, suppose a kid from the last dungeon boonies goes to the starter town. Ah, yes, the light novel title anime. (laughs) The light novel title anime, yes. This one's kind of fun because it's just, he's this kid who's, you know, from this overpowered village where everyone is like crazy strong. And so he just thinks he's weak because... He's the weakest person in the village. Yeah. So he basically goes to this starter town to be like, oh, hey, I'm I'm going to train here and try to get stronger for my village. And and everyone in that city is like, holy fuck, this kid's strong. How <laughs> How is he like this? And, and he's just like, you know, certain instances come up. You know, he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do this test to join the the elite squad you know like a royal guard or whatever and Mm -hmm. and because he there's a written part of the exam and he writes in like ancient runes instead of their normal language he fails that part oh no (laughs) so so now you know that which leads to him thinking like oh i guess i really didn't earn the the right to be a the royal guard or whatever you know Mm -hmm. Kind so of a Sai Thomas situation. Yeah, so it's just it's just kind of a, a funny little, you know, like, hey, you are OP, but so you don't think you are. Kind of like a, what if a small fish from a big pond became a big fish in a small pond situation? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is cute. I have heard good things about this anime. It's, and it's amusing. It's It doesn't really have a lot of fan service, yeah. you know, at least not nearly as much as other shows this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you just want a, a fun little fantasy adventure show, this one would be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, all around, I think this season is almost too good. <laughs> so. <laughs> there's there's so much. Yeah. Like, I, I encourage everyone, take a couple days. Yeah. I've been trying to do it all on Sundays, and I cannot. Trust me, you're gonna need a couple days to digest all all of this i've been laying out a schedule that i can work with where i'm just like these shows come out on this day so if i don't catch it the same day that they come out then i can watch it the next day and that has actually been making it extremely manageable for me because it means that i usually only have one to two hours each day dedicated to anime as opposed to eight to nine hours dedicated in a single day uh yes uh don't do what i did and spend uh, Saturday night up Sunday morning until 4 a.m. watching anime. I And then getting up at 6 o'clock and watching more anime. Yeah, I literally went sun up to sundown watching anime and did not even get through my entire list. So this is definitely one if you're going to try to tackle a lot of shows, then do so with a schedule. Do so in a very healthy way. If you are not somebody that wants to schedule in or pencil in anime time... Like I said, we drew a lot of parallels to shows. You can choose to just go choose, for one or the yeah. other. Cut the list in half. It's pretty easy to do this season. Yeah. But I I do understand we have to check out everything because we need to let you guys know what is out there. But you guys can 
just pick something fun. And like I said, if the only thing you're watching this season is Attack on Titan or Wonder Egg Priority or Skate Infinity, that those they're all really good. So yeah, even the ones that we're dropping are still pretty good. So uh, yeah, except for, for one. <laughs> except, except for one. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it. There's the winter 2021 anime season. We definitely forgot something. Thanks oh, for listening. Oh, shoot. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.